Welcome to a special Green Tech Media podcast, which takes us to Saudi Arabia, where the government has announced the King Abdullah City for Atomic and Renewable Energy Program, which contains a competitive national procurement process with the target of securing 54 gigawatts of renewable energy by 2032. Adam James, one of our solar market analysts here at DTM Research, is with me today to talk about a white paper he has authored titled Pioneering Renewable Energy in Saudi Arabia, which looks in detail at a unique project called Renewable Takadi for RTV and describes how it can be viewed as a kind of reference for early project development in the region. Later in the podcast, we'll bring on from Saudi Arabia, Dr. Khaled of Marifa, which is the master developer and co-investor of that project, to tell us more. So first off... Welcome to the podcast, Adam, and let's jump right into it. Talk to us about Saudi Arabia and solar and why we should be paying attention to this project and the ongoing efforts in Saudi Arabia to transition to renewable energy. Sure. Um, so I think that the the interesting thing about Saudi Arabia uh, as a country for renewable development, first of all, is that, as we all know, I mean, there's very strong fundamentals for a lot of technologies like solar. Uh, you have some of the highest installation levels in the entire world. Uh, you have a lot of... Uh, of capital that could be poured into these projects. And unfortunately, despite those kind of strong fundamentals for renewables, they are most well known for their gas and oil consumption. So over the last few years, though, what we've seen is that as the price of gas and oil has gotten higher, the government has gotten less interested in subsidizing that gas and oil for domestic consumption. And they're looking to shift to renewables as a way to free up more of that resource to be sold onto the world market. So they passed this uh, policy, or they're in the process of passing this policy called the KA Care Program, uh, and that will rapidly scale uh, clean generating technologies in the country, um, and that'll include solar, CSP, wind power, nuclear, uh, and basically offer competitive auctions that will give power purchase agreements to different renewable technologies. Uh, and the really notable thing about it is just kind of the the scale. I mean, the the project is pretty massive. Um, Saudi Arabia is forecasted to have their demand rise to 86 gigawatts or something by 2021. Um, and so the KAcare program is seeking um, to develop 54 gigawatts of renewable energy uh, you know, by 2032, which is pretty dramatic. So I think that the main reason to kind of pay attention is one, because you have a place where there are really, really strong fundamentals for solar development. Uh, but two, because you also have the government putting policies on the table that can actually help uh, achieve that end. And as we've learned with other markets throughout the world, when you look at Germany, you look at China, you look at Japan, uh, these markets that kind of boom overnight, it's usually due to very strong uh, policy support that investors can feel confident in. So those are the main drivers, I think, in in Saudi Arabia today and uh, are a reason why we should be paying attention just generally to kind of what's going on in the region. Okay, excellent. And well, and you have paid a lot of attention. You wrote this white paper and dug into it. So let's take a second. We're going to talk to Dr. Khaled of um, the uh, the project, who's who's our main liaison uh, there running the project. So we're going to get a, a direct interview with him to get his take on it. But just from your mm -hmm. perspective, what uh, what were your takeaways as you dug into this? You know, who are the key players involved in developing this project, and what's the status right now? And then, mm -hmm. what are some you know highlights from this that uh, our listeners would uh, find interesting there? Sure. Uh, so, I mean, project development's a very complicated process, as anyone who's dove into it a little bit knows. I mean, there's a lot of different uh, actors, a lot of vested interests, and the way that uh, that this project is panning out, um, there's kind of four key participants that 
you need to pay attention to. The first one would be just the master kind of developer or the project developer um, who's also uh, investing quite a bit into the project development, and that is Knowledge Industry Co. or Marifa. Uh, there's also the person who's the primary financer and kind of co-investor in the project, which is Basic Electronics Company uh, or Alasaya. Um, the client and the one who's going to be the main kind of one of the main off-takers for the power and also be doing a lot of the uh, actual technology integration is the Riyadh Techno Valley, um, which is a uh, is a organization that's that's closely connected to King Saud University and is kind of responsible for or interested in scaling up uh, technology development and the knowledge base that's occurring in Saudi Arabia around technology. Uh, and then lastly, um, as I mentioned briefly a moment ago, King Saud University, who's actually going to host the project itself. Um, so that's the, the kind of the consortium of players who are who are all involved. But uh, I think it's helpful just to even just talk about what the project is and what it looks like, because it's pretty interesting. Um, so it's going to happen in two phases. Uh, there's going to be an initial uh, pilot phase of about, it's going to produce around 300 kilowatt hours. Uh, and that project is going to have several different technologies. There's going to be PV, CSP, uh, vertical wind turbines, horizontal wind turbines. And the basic idea is that renewable energy is still pretty new in Saudi Arabia. So no one really knows what's going to work. And also no one really knows how these technologies are going to be uh, kind of balanced in relation with one another, right? So like, you know, if solar is producing at one time of the day and wind is producing at another, uh, can you create kind of a, a smooth curve of supply across the course of a day? And, and these are still kind of unanswered questions in, in Saudi Arabia. So the pilot project is going to develop a few technologies. And then uh, because it's going to be done at the university, uh, there's going to be the potential for kind of some research and development about those technologies and give students and faculty an opportunity both to see the project development cycle and also to do some of the research and development. Uh, and then the kind of the next phase of the project is to scale it up to a project that will be producing 30 gigawatt hours per year. And that project is going to take the most successful technologies from the pilot and really bring them to scale. Uh, and again, that'll have the same kind of benefits for the university where students and faculty will have an opportunity to work on the project. But in addition to that, uh, you know, the project itself will be producing power, which it will be selling, uh, you know, to the hopefully to the KA care program through a power purchase agreement um, and also to King Saud University as, as one of the kind of primary off takers and then any tenants within the university who will also be off taking some of that power. So I think uh, the main reason that the project is kind of so interesting is not just because of how it's structured, but also because of when it's happening. So this is happening at the very beginning of this large-scale renewable transition in Saudi Arabia, which means that a lot of the challenges that uh, these early developers face are going to kind of come to define what happens next. So the way that they uh, you know, interact with a newly forming marketplace, the strategies that they take to market, the strategies they take towards their clients and towards their off-takers, um, all of those things, all of those kind of lessons, I think, will really help with the next steps in this process, will help with future developers and later developers who kind of come in uh, to Saudi Arabia at a later date. Um, so yes, I mean, I think that the project itself is unique and then it also has a unique role in kind of the ecosystem within Saudi Arabia as a whole. Okay. I noticed you also highlighted the human capital development as mm -hmm. something really unique uh, about this project and I guess unique in, in the, the region. You want to give us a, a few highlights of how they're actually going to uh, operationalize this and you know, staff it? 
Sure. Um, and well, I think maybe I'll just start with kind of what the, the problem is here. So the, the main problem on the human capital side is just that on the one hand, you don't have a domestic labor pool or a domestic, you know, pool of domestic capital readily available um, who that is mature enough to kind of to be at the point where we need to be to have like, you know, gigawatts and gigawatts of renewable energy. So another way of, of putting that is just that we don't have uh, staff and um, employees and people who can who can work on these projects and know how to do the every phase of development. So people who can do construction, integration, technology management, operations and maintenance, you know, balance renewable resources on the grid. All of those require very specialized skills and knowledge, which uh, you know take time to build up and to generate. And um, so, on the one hand, you have you have that right where there's a little bit of a gap right now in what human capital is available. On the other hand, the KA Care program, which is going to be the primary off-taker for all of this power, has requirements or is very likely to have requirements built into it that heavily, heavily emphasize domestic content. And that's not just domestic content in terms of technology and where it's manufactured, but also domestic content in terms of the the labor that is going into these projects. Uh, they broadly categorize all that stuff as kind of domestic input. Um, so Thinking, thinking about it this way, I mean, the main driver for these renewable developments is placing a requirement on them for domestic content that is very difficult for for people to meet as of right now at the earliest stage of, you know, renewable development in the country. So that's one of the reasons why these kinds of projects are so interesting to take a look at. Uh, and in this case, specifically, what you have is, uh, you know, the consortium is bringing together a few technology companies to scale uh, you know, or to to test out these, you know, the a few different kinds of technologies in the pilot program, uh, and they're going to bring in people to do the operations and and get everything installed. But then you have the ongoing uh, EPC work being done in close conjunction with students and faculty at the university. You have research and development being done by students and faculty at the university, um, and it kind of gives an opportunity to build up that. Uh, domestic pool of human capital that, you know, those folks who know and understand renewable energy, who know how to make it work, um, who start becoming aware of the challenges and how to overcome them. And, you know, and just thinking about this in across the, the lo a longer timeline, I mean, the people who are uh, graduate students at, you know, King Saud University and working on research and development for the project today will go on to form their own companies and to work at other companies in the future. Uh, and so that's kind of how I think it segues into the broader mission of, of Saudi Arabia as a whole is that you have this opportunity uh, to kind of jumpstart a domestic industry where there isn't one. Um, and someone has to be first, you know, there has to be a first developer who who tackles a lot of those challenges and tries to make it happen. And uh, and that's why the partnership, I think, is is a really unique way of approaching it, the a partnership with King Saudi University. And, um, and another kind of just interesting twist to that is that after 15 years, uh, you know, King Saudi University has the option to purchase the the plant, the power plant itself, and then to run, operate it, uh, and, and be the kind of the sole owner and operator, and um, which would continue to give people experience and exposure to the kind of renewable technology development, and also to to the management side of things, and how do you how do these different technologies interact with each other? Excellent. Okay, that is fascinating. Well, how about now we? Bring in Dr. Khaled of uh, Knowledge Industry Company, who you mentioned was the you know, the master developer and, and co-investor in the project. He's in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. So let's bring him in and uh, hear hear from him uh, specific questions we can ask about uh, the the project and their role and 
how this is going. So let's do that now, and then I'll be back at the end to wrap up. All right, Dr. Collette, do you mind uh, giving us a uh, like kind of a bird's eye view of the projects that you all are working on in Saudi Arabia? Sure. This is this is a site in the in Riyadh, the capital of Saudi Arabia. We are targeting as an IBB. We are targeting 30 gigawatt hours annually. We are planning to use multiple technologies in solar, either BV, CBV, and also in wind, uh, also thermal. Those different combinations, they are uh, unique. They need different challenges. They have different uh, technology vendors. Uh, but this is part of the challenge that we are. We want to work together with King Saud University, with their faculty, with their students, and attempt to resolve such problems as they appear in those different technologies. Uh, we are also designing the farm to be uh, multi-location. Uh, King Saud University is a nine square kilometer zone within Riyadh, the capital. So there are lots of buildings that we want to utilize uh, their roofs. There are lots of empty lands we want to utilize as much uh, as possible, but also from economic perspective, we want to make this project commercial, yet we want to reduce the risk exposure. So it's, it's, uh, it's a combined know-how, multi-sites, uh, there is, it's an IBB, it has to be commercial. The university will be the main demand uh, buyer, but of course we have to do our homework. We have to uh, show them what's the right uh, uh, price to cost ratio. There will be other tenants in RTV. They will be also demand buyers. And we are also planning to uh, uh, sell green credits across Saudi Arabia. There are companies national companies, international companies who are already as part of their social implication or as part of their mandate, they need to buy green credit. So we are planning to do that as well. And and so, uh, and it's going to take place in two phases as well, right? There's a, a pilot phase and then you're going to choose which of those technologies make the most sense given environmental and technological conditions and then scale those technologies for the larger 30 gigawatt hour farm. Yes, that's right. Because again, from our side, from the university side, we don't want to go blunt and just, you know, decide Saudi Arabia is very unique from environmental perspective, you know, sandstorms, excessive heat. So we, don't, we want to be careful. That's why we agreed we will do a pilot where different technologies will be at site. We will work on an over, over, uh, uh, over resolve any hurdles. We're expecting some hurdles and hopefully the technologies that will pass this pilot stage, we will, it will move to second stage where it will be designed for the overall 30 gigawatt hours target. So what do you think is the importance of the Saudi Arabian transition of renewable energy, um, both from a domestic perspective or from a Saudi perspective? And then uh, also, how do you think decision makers, both in the public and private sector, should be thinking about that transition? Okay, this is a very important point because Saudi Arabia was heavily dependent on the um, oil and related uh, industries like the petrochemical. But uh, now all the public side and the decision makers in the government and private sector, they are realizing that uh, the, the potential for renewable energy, not only to save some of the oil or gas used currently in the electricity production, but this is, will enable the country to hopefully in the coming 20 years 
to be an exporter of advanced technologies, uh, renewable energy itself, as a major hub uh, moving forward. And I think the decision makers across, uh, for example, not only in the electricity ministry, in the agriculture ministry, they are talking now about how to sustain water flow in the middle of desert for farms. Again, they are moving to renewable energy. So everyone is realizing now that connecting to the national grid, it's becoming more and more difficult as we are moving into heavier industrialization and the cities are getting larger. So the Arabian population is getting also expanding. And uh, uh, the issue of renewable energy is no longer only focused on Ministry of Electricity or Ministry of, of Oil. It's becoming spread. Uh, schools are now talking about it to power their some of their um, uh, demand. And uh, all the issue also of know-how and knowledge transfer. And uh, we as Saudis, why don't we get into this since we have plenty of resources from renewable energy, I mean, uh, from solar point of view, also from wind. Uh, so everyone is now interested from multiple angles, but yet uh, still the action is, is uh, not as... Uh, expected maybe because it's a new phenomenon for us. Yeah. And and so that's a, a very interesting point. So, I mean, uh, energy is obviously very intertwined with uh, every aspect of, of daily life and, and energy transition kind of has the same, well, the same kind of impacts as, uh, you know, on the workforce and in actually creating kind of a domestic industry. Uh, I know the project that you're involved with, the Renewable Tafati for RTV project, kind of has a unique approach to developing the domestic workforce. Can you talk a little bit about your partnership with KSU and King Saud University and, and what uh, you all are planning to do, so how you're tackling that human capital challenge? Yes, definitely. I think when we uh, started positioning uh, our first project, we looked back into the history of Saudi Arabia, what really happened in Saudi Arabia, and we realized that the oil discovery with the help of um, uh, Western com companies, particularly American companies, they focus in the beginning about educating the Saudi uh, labor. They did not just uh, brought uh, international labor from anywhere else because they were looking into sustainable operations. And this is what we, we, are, we were thinking is, it's not the issue of creating an, an, a farm or a solar farm. It's been done in the world. I mean, this, this, this is not a, a magical issue, but the, the real challenge is how to leverage such projects depending on local Saudi forces. And uh, it's a big challenge. And luckily, when we um, uh, discussed this opportunity with King Saudi University, it's the largest university in Saudi Arabia with over 50,000 uh, boys and 30,000 girls, 5,000 uh, uh, working staff and academics, it's a big uh, uh, I, I, we're calling it it's a big, it's big, small city at the same time. It's in the middle of Riyadh, the capital, and it's it's full of multiple know-how, diverse know-how from electrical to business to uh, mechanical to agriculture uh, to hospitals. It's a, like a, really it's a, like a, a mini country by itself, and uh, they got interested into entering into such field, but at the same time. They don't want to uh, uh, do it themselves, and then they enter into a short-term vision. 
So we partnered with them on a public-private partnership. And this partnership, it, uh, it leverages both resources. So they have the, the land, the connectivity, the know-how, the know-how demand, the demand for know-how and, and know-how transfer. And this is very important compared to developing uh, an, a farm or an IBB in the middle of the desert. And so it's, it was apparently very strategic from our perspective, from the national perspective, is the know-how transfer. Without know-how transfer, this whole industry will not flourish. It, it will flourish because there's a, a budget now. Some companies will come and uh, do those farms, and then they will leave. So the key issue is how can we, as you said, how can we really um, bring about this new industry? How, so we and, as and a so company... So yeah. your project is actually cited on the university campus, and it'll have participation from faculty and from students in the, the project development life cycle. Is that right? Exactly. And, and I guess just getting into the specifics on like the project development for a second before we zoom back out and talk about what this means for Saudi Arabia, can you talk a little bit about why you're taking the particular approach that you're taking towards project development? So why you believe it's important, uh, you know, you've mentioned that there's a pilot phase and then there's a larger renewable energy farm phase. Do you mind talking about why you're approaching it in that particular way? Excellent. Uh, it's important from our client, the university, and for us uh, as investors and business developer to take this into a, a step approach, yet it's uh, moving into a strategy to really uh, leverage what we have. So we together, we know that the light at the end of the tunnel is there. We need to have this farm. We need to have this as an IBB, as a private sector uh, uh, operated. We need to have the knowledge transfer really happening, not just small courses. So the strategy is let's start with putting a landmark. Let's start with a pilot that together we will explore. We have done our homework. We brought what we believe are really state-of-the-art technologies. Some of them are from medium companies, not necessarily from large companies because of the situation in Saudi Arabia. There is a lot of R&D that any company that know or have some technologies. When it comes to Saudi Arabia, we have, as you know now, excessive heat, excessive uh, sandstorms, and, and you need to adapt your technology. So the best way is that with the university, they have the need to make research. They want to make research. They have even budget to make this research. From a developer point of view, it will be costly to keep advancing the technology and researching it in Saudi Arabia. So we are sharing the development. So the pilot is a way for both parties to explore, check the energy generation, uh, work together on resolving bottlenecks, problems that can happen. Uh, from the developer point of view, it's important to project exactly what will be the energy because we are going to sell the IP energy as in, in an IBB structure. Uh, but at the same time, the university itself will be the main demand buyer. Uh, they will be the, the, the supporter for us when it comes to adjusting or doing uh, advanced research, for example, in moving the CBV dish, the rotor, you need to make sure it's really sealed. 
because of the sandstorms. And if you seal it, you will get excessive heat. So how do you keep it from the sandstorm or protect it from sandstorm? At the same time, make sure it's being cooled. It's not an easy task. So this combination of resources from the university, the university is so large that they have a complete project division. They have over 200 engineers that they are doing, you know, uh, following up expansion for the hospital, for up expansion for the colleagues. They have electrical engineers, mechanical engineers, designers. So they are going to help us. Uh, we decided also in the beginning that this will not be a one zone renewable energy. It will be multi-sites because KSU, Kingston University, it's a nine square kilometers. They have multiple buildings, multiple lands. So our project is to lower the cost at the same time, you know, deliver power at the right place. So all of this, it's very interesting, very unique proposition, of course, very challenging compared mm -hmm. to normal development. But we think we are moving into a strategic alliance. This project is only the first and hopefully we will have much larger projects. And I guess just taking a step back for a minute uh, from, from all that. So, um, you know, this is going to be one of the first large projects in the entire country, really, not even just kind of one of the first projects uh, cited uh, in a major city in Saudi Arabia. So what do you see as kind of being the uh, the benefit of, of your project as being one of kind of the pioneers in this space for Saudi Arabia? Yes, uh, I think there is, there is very limited uh, information shared between the parties in Saudi Arabia now. Uh, we know, for example, Saudi Arabian uh, oil company Aramco have already implemented 10 megawatt uh, car parking, and there are other installations. They are moving into also CBV now. But because they are a private sort of company, there is not a lot of sharing of know-how and uh, advices for others to come forward. And part of this project is that while this is, will be a commercial undertaking, but there will be sharing and discussion and workshops. And I think uh, we are planning also for a workshop for this project soon, where we want actually to exchange based on the pilot project, exchange ideas, exchange opinions, uh, open up. Uh, we would like to have multiple parties involved. And, and this is, I think, very unique proposition uh, compared to a normal IBB developer. They will work uh, in a sort of a closed information. They will, they will not share information. In, in this project, it's on the contrary. We want to share as much information as possible. We want to deploy multiple technologies because we are also following uh, KAK, which is the national uh, organization in Saudi Arabia direction, which is going with the solar, wind, and different combination of solar. So we, are, we, are, we want to explore those technologies in a site that is very unique, uh, which is King Saud University. We are surrounded by interested uh, resources, uh, the academics, students, uh, administration. We are in the capital. So any, if we need any type of engineering uh, advice or whatever, we, we are already very close. And it's from that perspective, it's a showcase for us and for the university. For, you know, as a, as a capital, we get lots of 
visitors. Um, uh, and this is it's very important to have a place where you can showcase what's happening, what's the direction for Saudi Arabia. And we are positioning KSU RTV as the place for people to visit. And um, great. And so that's, that's a good point as well about, about RTV. Do you mind um, taking a minute to talk about why you think uh, it's so important that RTV in particular has partnered with Stakati as a private company and, and like what the, the benefit of that kind of partnership will be for, for the project and also for uh, development of renewable energy in Saudi Arabia as a whole? Yes, uh, RTV is is Real Techno Valley. They're aiming to be the Silicon Valley for Saudi Arabia, hosting uh, petrochemical companies, energy companies, uh, information technology companies. So they are already, as a strategy, set for working with companies. This is number one. Uh, and they are promoting those companies to be hosted in RTV. Those companies could be external companies or could be companies formed by students or formed by faculty or joint venture between faculty and external companies. So RTV is by default is a host for companies. This is number one. And number two, they want to be a driver, uh, an information uh, leader into this new industry, which is renewable energy. They want to be the place for know-how exploration for new companies in this field to be uh, resident in RTV. So Taqati is, is one of the steps that they are taking and they are interested in, an, in a business perspective. They are not interested to have their own farm, for example. Again, they, their objective is to pop up the site. RTV site is around 1.7 million square meter with companies, with sustainable companies. This is number one. And number two, they want also to be named or, or classified as one of the pioneering uh, renewable energy science park. They, are, they want to deliver some green power. They want to, you know, uh, get into this issue of uh, green credit. So this is very important for them to be uh, unique uh, within the uh, Middle East region. So thank you for uh, for running through all those all of those points. It sounds like it's a really interesting project, and it also has uh, very interesting implications for Saudi Arabia as a whole. Yes, so, I, I think I think if I want to talk about just lastly on the uh, w- w- the issue of developing the know-how. It's not easy, as we realize even today. If you if you scan the market, the the academic market in United States or in Europe you will not find, uh, for example, a dedicated college in a university for renewable energy. Renewable energy today is, is the training in renewable energy is scattered. It's, uh, uh, I think it's, it's designed for um, working staff, if I can say. Somebody in, as an electrician, he wants to have uh, exposure into renewable energy uh, electrical uh, management. So our, our challenge is also how to create this uh, academic program where, uh, whereby the needed skill set, they are graduated from this program. Because we know today that uh, to be sustainable, you have to graduate uh, engineers who know renewable energy. You need to graduate finance uh, students who know about renewable energy and they can calculate the risk involved. You need to graduate marketing staff who know how to sell purchase power agreements and 
So this kind of know-how, we are trying to bring to KSU through a structured institute, and uh, we are looking forward for cooperation in this point. Great. Well, thank you very much for your time, uh, Dr. Kled, and uh, we look forward to seeing the direction that this project takes and also uh, what direction Saudi Arabia as a country takes when it comes to renewable energy. Thank you so much for having the time, Adam. Okay. Thank you, Dr. Khaled. And thank you, Adam. All right. Thanks. Stay tuned for more on this project and the development of renewable energy in Saudi Arabia as we release our white paper, which will be available for download at greentechmedia.com, along with other information on this project and the players involved. Thanks for listening.